déjà vous Take four. Grand dog day, grand dog day. Austin on the beat. Normally we actually very um, professional with this, these things, huh? The guy's nervous for that Big Big coming? It must be the presence of the Mr. Ricks. This? Chief. It can also be the Widowman. Yo, yo, what's up? This is The Base 187. Welcome to the Babbling Ears Podcast. I'm Digi Fingers. Webster. Charlie X to C. And today we're welcoming all the way from Kayla, a.k.a. Kayla's Anna MacGyver. Accomplished singer, songwriter, poet, Mr. Jerome Rex. Bloop, 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 bloop. Good morning, everybody. Lekker to be here, man. Cool, cool, man. Check you. Thank you, man. For people who are born in a club, and who know who Jerome Rex is. Sure. Let's give them a little intro and a little background as to where you grew up and all that, that, that good stuff. Shaquille did actually a great job of that. Um, so yeah, definitely. I'm an MC, singer, songwriter. Uh, I'm from Kells River. And that is my way I grew up. I, I, was, I was born in Elsie's River, but we moved to Kells River when I was very young. And uh, I think I was mentioning earlier, like Kells River is this town at the time mm. that everybody moves to Kells River from somewhere else, man. You know, it didn't have its own indigenous people at the time. Mm. Or, you know, it must have... Yeah, uh, but at the time there was nobody was really from Kells River, and I think that contributed to um, just the, the amount of talent that is in the town and the unique character mm. and atmosphere that Kells River has. So you guys know, like in terms of of Cape Town hip hop history, Kells River has produced great DJs, it's produced great b boys, great MCs, Jets mm. Funger, yeah. mm. Cream, Chase, you know, this hard out, mm. amazing DJs, all scratch. Yeah. Codex, uh, Ivy Beats, my own DJ, like, mm. gevaarlijke mm. DJ. So, oh, Kells River just has this, it's kind of got this melting pot kind of vibe. Now, that's, yeah. of course, different. It's like 30 plus years later, there's people who have grown up in Kells River, and it's nice to see another generation of young hip-hoppers kind mm. of I would say next to Mitchell's Plain. No, Mitchell's Plain is one of those uh, <laughs> towns that, uh, um, townships, but, but oh, like, amazing talent. Mm. So Kayla, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you can think of your Menenberg. You can think of your is the same. Bontivel is the same. But mm. I find actually, mm. if you if you're talking specifically about hip hop history, it's for me very interesting to see how different towns get spotlighted and foregrounded yeah. over the years, man. Like for a time, it was Mitchell Splain, and you know everybody's focus mm. was just on Mitchell Splain, and they were producing amazing mm. MCs, mm. and then it was Wooster, and then it was Paul, mm. and also then Ocean it was View. Ocean View. Yeah, I was yeah, about yeah, to say yeah, Ocean yeah. View. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Like those people have always been there, and they've yeah. always been doing their thing. But for some reason, like there's a point in history where the spotlight is just on that area, yeah. and they get kind of the moment where everybody becomes aware Dude, of Amit, what's happening Amit in the town. Amma told me once in the nineties, no? he says. Hip hop will thrive where there's a lack of men. And mm-hmm. they say guys who come the Cape Flat Cape Flat is like a perfect birthground mm-hmm. for, for hip hop man. The purest form of hip hop man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Got scene, they got it fucking seen like yeah, yeah man. Yo, it's like dead preseason, eh? Karate means empty hand. So it's perfect for the black man. It's like You know, I'm I'm also thinking being at Grassy Park High, okay, we we all from Grassy Park High, okay, the three of us, mm. Grassy Park High. I always remember, you know. Not anymore, no, you've matriculated since. Nine. I'll, 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 always, I'll always be at school. I'll always be at school because I'm constantly learning, brother. Okay, so. I don't suck to her. Yeah. Yes, my opener. So, here's the thing, man. I've always noticed, like, during interval or whenever we are outside or there's PT, or you always get these cars that come past and the, the music is blaring. Mm. But in moment with that car for Baker and Sins in it, yeah, the lighters are starting to move and you just see that rhythm. Mm. So that is my something that is our culture. It's where inborn, does, yeah. Where mm. does your music influence come from? You're everywhere, no? like certainly if you're talking about our culture and you're talking about the history, I have a really a, a deep interest in Cape Malay culture and in Cape culture in general, mm. where these things come from and where the history comes from. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, Motown. Um, jazz, uh, mighty clouds of joy, like Manakur vibes. Mm. So there's all different places. I also um, I was really into like the Afrikaans music that the SAIK used to play at the mm. time because that's all you heard on TV, no? you yeah, know, like Lorica Rauch and Bless Bridges, Bless Bridges, Randall Wickham, yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. these people. Sorry to interject, but Randall Wickham. As popular as it was back in the day when they found it, it was actually coloured. 
Ah. You got blacklisted. Yeah, nay. Yeah, nay. Case in point. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Yo, knowledge. You see, yeah. constantly learning, so you can always be school member. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so my music, mm. my musical interests and the background comes from a different, a lot of different places. But it was at school actually that I was exposed really to to hip hop the first mm. time, mm. and I was like, yo, what is this? You know, and it was the culture. I think my generation is mm. probably the last generation that was exposed to hip hop as as this overall culture and not um, rapping. You know, yeah. I'm rapping. Because I've seen Owens rap mm. on YouTube, or I'm dancing because I watch BC One, mm. you know mm. that kind of thing. So it was very much hip hop culture that was thriving at the time in yeah. our community. So you you choose oh, you chose no, or maybe I'm just I just I just saw it that way. That Instagram choose all the Instagram said was to rap, and all of a sudden, what the fuck? Does Brass sing so? Why why did you choose to do it that way and not not together like like say like like a Lauren Hill would have would have did it mm. in the nineties? Why did you choose to first do the rapping? Now the Brack and Spit. Oh fuck the Brack and Song no. Mm. No no why did you choose to do it that way? Man, I think it was it was certainly an experience thing at the time. Like I had known I could sing, but I could sing in a group. Or I could um, I could sing in church, or maybe at the karaoke evening mm. and so on. But it took me a while actually to take myself seriously as a singer. Where with the rap stuff, I I just always think rap is easy. You know, <laughs> wow. it's it's a lot easier to distinguish yourself as a rapper mm. um, and and to grow and develop as a rapper. You can kind of coach yourself and and polish yourself, your own skills. But when it comes to singing, it took me a while to build up that confidence. So I would, when I was working on uh, on my first solo album, I would go out to open mics and whatnot and try mm. like the sing song stuff and see, okay, nice, nah, this 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 is all right, mm. you know. And the first demos come back where I'm singing and I'm like, yeah, this sounds legit. Mm. So it took me a little bit longer to take myself seriously, I think, as a as a singer, as a recording artist. Um, and and even now, it's liquor to just explore different things and. And also to to learn from the the big names and cover the big names. You know, mm. someone asked me to do a wedding once uh, many years ago. This guy was like a fan of my rap stuff, so mm. we, they, we met at Park James. <coughs> he knew me as a rapper, but he knew most now that I sing a little <coughs> bit on the songs. And he asked me to entertain mm. at his wedding, and there I started covering like Stevie and Marvin Gaye and and yeah. learning from those mm. people. And now, like you think you know Stevie is a genius until you try singing one of his songs, <laughs> yeah. uh. then you realize, yo, this guy's really a genius, uh. you know. So it's almost like a dancer friend of mine was saying, yo, Michael Jackson is on another planet. She was mm. dancing in the tribute show, mm. and she was saying, this guy, like the rhythms that he's picking up on and the points. But she understood that from learning the routines, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think when you when you cover these guys and you learn from them in that way, it gives you a different appreciation of their genius mm. and really of, like Bob Marley, you know, the melodies are so simple, but when you sing it, you're like, yeah, you're this mm. musical genius, mm. musical genius. But I think it's a fat artist who's saying that, that gives um, gravitas to doing a cover, man. Because normally, always I'll, yeah. I'll say, I'm not covered in it. Yeah, but yeah. Omdat zij die die route gevaren, eerst de rapper en nu doen ze cover, maar ik voel dat zij doen cover jouw eigen way weer man. Well, yeah, you yeah, it's, it's important to me Would to give it my own twist. interpretation yeah. mm. because that's also hip hop culture. It's about taking something and making it your own, exactly, and not yeah. doing it like the other person does it, but giving it your own your own interpretation. Mm. And it's liquor for me to to do hip hop covers when I do live shows. As I really enjoy doing like I'll throw in a devious verse mm-hmm. for the and then you know the audience really appreciates it yeah. Yeah. and or oh, I did uh, I did this Jack challenge thing a few months Yo. ago where I rapped one of Jack's verses and for me that's about it's not about being derivative it's about respecting and yeah. honoring those people and honoring their contribution mm. and um, I think yeah I think that that aspect of culture that frowns on people covering this mm. it's. It's perhaps missing that point, man. It's missing the intent and it's missing the heart behind yeah. it. Mm. It's not I'm singing. Uh, you're paying homage. Yeah, you're yeah paying I'm paying homage. homage. Mm. I'm paying homage. I'm not covering a hit because it's mm. a hit, and I'm going to get the reaction out of the audience because I see that also at festivals and the like, and it works on my nerves. He's not a Bruno Mars cover. Yeah, because you know the means yeah. yeah. Versace and the people is dancing, mm. you know. Mm. But it's the cover mm. that's moving the audience. But I think for me, it's more about. It's more about teaching that culture to the audience mm. and showing them, Kiki, these are the Owens whose shoulders we are standing on. Yeah. And we want to honor that and we want to respect that. 
Just hope, by the way, want to say congratulations on, I know it's two years later, but 2019, <laughs> that Guma Awards. Oh, yeah, thank you, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Tell me, what was that experience like? Nah, that experience was amazing. And you know, they haven't had the award since then, so I'm basically still was now the reigning champion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a champ. <laughs> no, that was, that was really mm. cool. What happened was um, the Gumas, I think, as an organization and as an awards, mm. they were trying to be more representative. And so they had added these new categories. It was first Best Afrikaans Hip-Hop Liki van the Year. Mm. You know, okay. and, and it was measured according to certain criteria, creativity and, and production value and, 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 and. And the criteria was made available, which suddenly opened the door for a whole bunch of artists. Yeah. Because now I'm not competing against a Bobby van Jaarsveld and having to match his streaming numbers, which for me is impossible. Yeah. You know, suddenly the, the playing field was very level. So I think in 2017 they had the first awards and um, I entered a song and it was nominated as one of the finalists. And it was an amazing experience because they had this whole Skospel vibe. Mm -mm. You know, you're at this arena and you're on stage and you're doing live stuff and I'm performing alongside Adam. Oh, fast, ons gaan all die reels break. And we like all singing along <laughs> with it. And then two years later, I entered again. They, they expanded the categories to Best, Best Afrikaans Republic van the Jaar and then mm. also Album of the Year. And I really had my heart set on album mm. of the year. So, of course, I entered. It was with uh, the Al Jerome album. And then I won album of the year. Early B was one of the finalists. He won song of the year, of course, for Ben 10. Yeah. When people hear this Ben 10, uh, it's like, of course, Ben 10. Yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> your grandmommy knows Ben 10. You know, everybody knows Ben 10. But your grandmommy is Ben 10. These are wild accusations here. Insinuations. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a it was a dope experience. Mm. It was kind of like the Grammys, you know. They call your name, you go out on stage, you go up, and you thank Jesus and you yeah. thank your family and all that. Ah, it was brilliant. It was a great experience. That's awesome. awesome. Now, check also, I've noticed over the years that you one of the few hip hop artists, um, current gen, who still create actually create bespoke events that draws in your crowd from your uh, crowdfunding campaigns to your intimate sessions. How? Um, that's a more intimate and experiential way of marketing compared to the norm of printing CDs, doing a music video and expecting a radio to take you to the masses. Mm, mm. What brought about your decision to go that route? Yo, I think it's really from, uh, like when I, I've probably always been performing like in a crew first with other mm. Owens. So it was me and Ivy Beats and Chase and uh, Keith, a friend of mine, the four of us used to perform and do stuff and then later mm. on with Project Break Free. But it wasn't, I wasn't taking it seriously as a career, man. Mm. It was just, you know, a, a youth group will call you, come rap for the lighties on Friday and mm. you go and then, you know, we'll do our thing and mm. somebody will bring, will bring a thought, will, will say something and then that's the evening and then there somebody spots you and they book you for the next thing and, mm. and so on and so on and so on. So at the time it was like churches, youth groups, festivals, that was the vibe. And then, Around the time of like flow motion, uh, I started actively pursuing my music career as mm. a career. Yeah. So if I saw there's an event on on Facebook, then I'm here in the DM of the of the promoter. Mm. You know, is there open mic? Mm. Can I do something? Mm. And we'd go through and we would go and do things there. Mm. So it's I think it's from that background of not having built my following on social media. Yeah. I built my following face to face. I yeah. built my following at. Purple Turtle and, and mm. African Drum and, you know, at these tiny venues where yeah. there's maybe 15, 20, 30 people in the audience and they don't know you and you must win them over, mm -hmm. you know. And so that was liquor for me as well because at first um, I remember with, with the Purple Turtle nights, you go there, okay, I'm on the open mic, mm. but now we get there at 10, now you wait until midnight. <laughs> so I'm in front and, you know you're enjoying mm. the show and whoever else is on and now you wait until midnight to do one song oh, yeah. but as part of that promotion I maybe made a flyer you know Jerome Rex mm. Bubble Turtle tonight don't miss it so it yeah. looks legit mm. but uh, I think that uh, to answer your question mm. it's because I built my following face to face oh, I right. built my following at the park jams at the events um, seeing people like this and engaging mm -hmm. with the audience. Networking. Yeah, yeah. and throwing t-shirts into the crowd <laughs> and <laughs> the handing out my CDs. Yeah. To it. Like that was where it came from. So right. lockdown was in fact a, a bit of a change for me because now suddenly you must 
have kind of almost like a hybrid model. You must mm. move some stuff online. Yeah, definitely. Because it's just impossible to go out and do the things mm-hmm. that we've always been doing. Check mm. it. Why? Why do you think you couples out with DJs? Why is it? What? By a man, rappers do not like any of the ways that I do not want to buy a, buy a DJs at, at, at the end type of <laughs> Like, it's for, it's for hearing it, no? Uncall, yeah, it's for easy, it's for D, it's yeah, dope, it's dope, man. Man, I think it's two things, it's two things. Like, firstly, I really have a love for hip hop culture. Mm-hmm. So when I do a show, it's dope to have a DJ on stage with you. Yeah. Because it creates a live feel to your show. You're not standing there and you're telling the sound guy, you know, Mr. <laughs> DJ, no, then you, then you still say, Mr. DJ, next track. You actually have like a DJ here with you. Oh, yeah, and there's that live interaction mm. and you can make it, it's because the decks is an instrument. Mm. So you make it a live show. It's really an experience for mm. the audience because you're showing them, look here, this is a part, there's a piece of hip hop culture. Here. It's the MC, it's the DJ. Uh, it's where the whole thing started for a lot of people. So that's number one. And then number two, like for me, what's always strange is when other recording artists want to send me the music, man. And I'm thinking to myself, what must I do? <laughs> like, I can't help you, you know, you also a rapper. I can't really help you um, by, by listening to your music. It's not really going to advance your career. No one's going to discover you like mm. under the old major label model. Mm. Um, but a DJ can play your music. You know, um, and I've I've just always been fascinated. I, I love the way a good DJ tells a story. I love the way that when a good DJ is playing, you can stand outside the venue and I'll know that's Roach playing mm. or that's Nantel playing. Like there's a certain atmosphere that the DJ creates, yeah. man. And you know who it is playing, even though you're not inside the venue. Oh, that yeah. sonic landscape. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, so somebody who tells me a DJ is just pressing play, like they've never experienced that, man. They don't know what they're talking about. Oh wait, just a quick interjection. Um, just a shout out to the creators of the Purple Turtle Nights, uh, DJ Real Rosano, DJ Roach. Your, for, your, for your facts. Platform. Mm, much love that's, and that's not the first guest we've had on that have uh, has made mention of that. Listen, what, what Roz did that time, mm. what Roach did that mm. time, it was so valuable to the growth of hip hop yeah. culture at the time because there wasn't another platform mm. like that. And there was, you know, people have a lot to say, but do the maths, man. You oh, yeah. know this man is not making money here. He's yeah. giving of his time, he's giving of himself to yeah. be at this event. Yeah, and basically, the, uh, as I remember, um, being there a couple of times was the entry fee went into a cup and the winning MC got yeah. the cup at the end of the night. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Mm. That's right, yeah. And sometimes they would, they would somehow just not make you pay. <laughs> you know, Rosa's cousin is lumming at the door and he's like, ah, it's all right, man. You know, because and it was, I, I it was about Rosa the culture. He's got to look up black labels. You can always still sort that out. No, 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 they cut it out. It's never late, yeah. So here, here comes my other question. Musical influences. Yeah. You? Didn't you cover that? Yeah, we did cover that. Yeah. No, because I'm thinking he did he did a version of Sam Cooke. So mm. clearly he's got a diverse. Um, how can I say? Your spectrum is in the hip hop here. Yeah, no, but I mean that hip-hop is based on samples. That is hip hop. Mm. That, that is hip hop because hip hop draws from all these genres. Hip hop draws from classical music. It draws from Motown. It draws from soul. It draws mm. from gospel. So mm. if you're pulling those things in, for me, that's hip hop, man. Like hip hop mm. is when Something is hip hop when I believe when there's expression of self in it, mm-hmm. when there's that knowledge of self that is evident, when someone is putting something of themselves into it, that's hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, in fact, there's, there's some singers maybe who are more hip hop than some rappers who, who, who didn't come up in the culture, you know, yeah. who are just busy with, with this one discipline or perhaps with a commodity like the commercial commodity. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, the Sam Cook thing came from actually. I, I covered Redemption Song in lockdown. So what I was mm. trying to do in lockdown is every week I had a video out. So okay. it was either something that I'd written new, um, the mm. Ready D show I had at the time, this lockdown challenge, that 16-bar yeah. yeah, yeah. challenge. Mm. So I entered for that and I wrote stuff. That, like anybody who had something going because it was just a lick opportunity to stay sharp and mm. also to be producing content. So I would make mm. those or I would have one of my old verses and I'll create a lyric video or... I'll just cover something. But mm. it was like just for fun, man. I covered Redemption okay. Song. And when you listen to songs like that, when you listen to Redemption mm. Song, Give Me Hope, Joanna, um, the change is going to come. There's mm. for me this this duality, man. Like, yo, yeah. it's, it's amazing that mm. it's still relevant, but 
Yo, it's mm. tragic that it's still relevant, man. <laughs> Why is struggle music as relevant today okay. as it was that time? Why do those words mean as much today as they do that Nothing time? Nothing was changed there. Have, yeah, you heard, yeah. um, have you ever heard Robbie Jansen's rendition of Redemption Song? Mm. Okay, I'll play it to you later. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to say I never heard that. <laughs> no, this is actually, I heard it from Tanzel, he still had it on his old iPod, and it's like, yo, brah, it's like, yo, fuck. For real, that was like, Moving, moving, man. Yeah, I want to ask you. There's an owner that clearly there's there's natural talent, but for the concern, the way just sang, that's talent was a vehicle, that's business. But if I just say, "Kiki is lockdown," but I still I can say, "Say, say, brah, but like I'll say, Kiki, ah, fuck, is lockdown. I can't work. Whatever. So create content, man. So here's my frag. My frag is, with all that that you're doing, what would what would you change in 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 the industry if you could? Magic one rumors, numbers. What's all that change? But are easier. Okay, so what is it? What what's all that change? What's all that change as they can in the industry? Yeah, that that is such a loaded question. I think there's so many things in there that that one can talk about. Um, I mean, you can ask any artist what they hate about the industry, and people will probably come up with the same answers. Mm. But I just feel like the industry is the industry, man. You, you know, like accept it um, that way. If you want to break into it, and some people have the belief that the industry must give us a chance. You mm. know, they must give Ooh, yeah. they must give Rainlitz a chance. They must give Afrikaans hip-hop a chance. Mm. And I just feel like that's never going to happen. Like we are going to build our own thing, and it's going to create such a groundswell that the gatekeepers and, and mass media is not going to be able to refuse it. Mm. It's going to reach a point where you must play it. So you can't not play it. Yeah, so, so I'm not, I'm not, um, not anti-industry. I'm not anti-record label. I'm not anti-management. Mm. I say things often, I think that make people think that, but I just feel like like if you have somebody who wants to manage you, that person's got to be able to do so much more for you than you can do for yourself. Exactly. You know, like a, a label, um, the industry, the machine, like all that stuff. If, yeah. if you want to be signing a deal and you want to get in bed with a label or with a major, go do that, but understand what your goals are, understand what your ideals are and where you're mm. going and what they can do for you versus what you can do for yourself. Because that that image of us getting discovered, you know, someone's gonna yeah. like Justin oh, Bieber. Yeah. Someone's gonna see you on YouTube, and they're gonna snap you up. That's most fantasy, man. But I think a, a lot anymore. of artists now they they so much lazy, so witty, but they don't know witty, so they don't do a type of move, and then they blame it on the on the industry, this and the radio now wanna play me, and and just like I said, mm. radio at at Relevant as human. Get the mention of on a podcast like now. Well, I think, I think if you want a radio station to play you, then you've got to do some research. I know people personally who say radio doesn't want to play them, but they don't listen to that show. They don't listen mm. to that station. Yeah. So you haven't gone and really understood what, what the this format is. is. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a certain format mm. and there's a certain style. KFM wants a certain vibe. You know, if it's commercial radio, if it's community, even they have a certain vibe and a certain mm. style. So I think if somebody wants to get played, you need to be targeting a show on a station yeah. and it needs to be in line with that format. Mm. And until you've really done that and given it a go and you've compared your music to the other stuff that's playing on that show, then honestly, you can't then you honestly compare. Then you mm. can't say then yeah. you can't say that radio doesn't want to play me. Because my experience is people who say that are people who are not making music for the radio stations yeah. that mm. they that they are claiming doesn't want to play it. Mm. And also you must not can't be talking about niggas and bitches and you know <laughs> and then you say ah you know Radio Tigerberg don't want to play my music you know? gospel radio don't want to play my yeah. shit I'm too hard I'm too hard for gospel radio <laughs> like no man do a bit of homework uh, so, so that's kind of my frustration yeah. with that so I don't think it's a case of radio not wanting to play people I think it's more people not understanding the format and and if you are making music that doesn't fit that then do that, man. Mm. But Stop don't blame the radio station. Yeah, yeah, find other avenues. Then there's always but other also, channels. Also, like also work on your craft in terms of the the quality of your production because that's where a lot of I wouldn't like to say this, but bedroom MCs go wrong. It's like uh, no Celestia says a lot. It's like guys, make sure that your stuff mm. is eureka. Not I'm eureka. <laughs> you stammer your stuff. Some god. 
<laughs> so it's so also important. It's, it's your music must be registered. Um, the sound quality must be must be up to. She's the one that to start the podcast three times. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, but okay. that's not. Sorry, what? That's not on phone, man. There's no record of that. You check. Uh, Maybe you must open like a blooper, like a mumish of the week. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask hmm. a really. Silly question. Not the same one. Huh? Can I repeat? Don't repeat. Don't repeat. Don't repeat. Because you're not We have to repeat the opening four times. So come on, let me repeat myself. Yeah. <laughs> Once so, again, okay. you obviously you get you get artists, and I've worked with a few that can only perform or can only do their thing in studio. Mm. And then you get Owen to that. You know, once they're in studio, like myself, I get a bit nervous, right? Mm. I get extremely nervous, and I, and I and I can't do what I do when I'm on stage. What do you prefer, being in studio, or like most artists that I hope are listening, do you prefer being on stage with an audience, or do no. you find that daunting? No, I don't find it daunting at all. Um, I I I love both for what you can learn from them. Um, I had always, I mean, all the years, the first thing you you do was now when the digital revolution comes around, yeah. is you get you a desktop, you know, a big oh, tower, yeah. and you uh, get you your CRT monitor. monitor, and then later on, uh, you're a flat Man, monitor, my bro, you, <laughs> you know, and you get you yeah, your CG. interface, and you get you your oh, mic, right. and so on, and you start recording. So that was kind of my first experience of recording by myself at home, it's like, you're pressing record and now you jump up to the mic and then you do your thing. Or someone else presses record for you. Your ultimate luxury. But then... What did I say? What did I say? What did I Somebody else... Uh, it's amazing. Told I but then I started my first experience working with a recording engineer who is producing the song. Mm. That transformed my life. That was like, yo, this is something else. I went to Exilic Music. They were based out in Ocean View at the time. And this guy is producing the recording. So he's not pressing record. Mm. You know, he's like, okay, let's try that again. Mm. Okay, a bit, bit more energy. Mm. Okay, I think you've peaked there. Or you hear these, these harmonies here, this vocal arrangement. This mm. one is clashing here, man. Mm. He pulls out his guitar. He's like, nah, nah. Yeah, so my experience is working in an environment like that mm. as a recording artist, it can make you a better performing artist yeah. if you let it. And working as a performing artist can make you a better recording artist mm. if you let it. So I'm, I'm very interested in learning from both because there's stuff you can learn from both the one complements the other, mm. complements the one again. So there's this back and forth all the time. Um, I love performing in front of people. Over lockdown, when performing in front of people mm. wasn't a thing anymore, mm. I, I'm probably the person who missed it the least of all my friends and family <laughs> because it, um, I think the whole touring thing is I'm kind of over that, man. Yeah. You know, I've got a wife, I've got children. I, I'm not interested in touring unless I can turn it into an experience for my family. So mm. we mm. get a booking at Kakainka or at Freyfius in Bloemfontein and we all going through and it's mm. a beat, you know, okay. it's a holiday and it's like that. Okay. Um, um, so, but at the same time, I'm really afraid of, of not being sharp, not being performance fit not being stage fit. Mm. So, so I kind of, I perform so that I can stay sharp and stay in touch with the audience mm. and, and keep those skills where you can read what the crowd is doing. Mm. And you have to think of different ways to engage them and make the performance entertaining, mm. you know? So um, I probably, I don't miss it as much as the next guy misses it, mm. but I know that if you don't keep that thing sharp, then you will lose it, man. So I'm very mindful of that. And that's why I gig predominantly um, it's just to stay performance, but because it's a liquor thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that feeling when you're on a stage yes. and when you do this, then the people are like, ah, like, and you do this, and then they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and they got the camera phones out, you know. <laughs> nah, it's it's an amazing feeling. It, it's an amazing feeling. Awesome. I want to get to this to this uh, track home. Has a bit of spill phones? Track it now, huh? No, we're gonna discuss it most now. <laughs> I, I, I don't oh, do gonna watch it. <laughs> I don't do yeah, intros. Yeah. I don't do intros. I just say, "Mutti Straini, Mutti Straini, send it Excel." Okay. Send us a mic, dude. I'm a dude. It's a cut in CD.
wat ik maak, kan niet wat het zo is het. Eenmaal gedoen is, maar ik waag een kans in maken ogen. Om jou te zien precies zo vast, vast, mijn moed in het dat Woorden die krijg je om te schaap, een schaap in daar een woord Oh mijn man, ik hoop als ik jaag, mijzelf moet en zo zit op en verbaas Die wat ik of ik zal doen op het maat Ik kom nu uit mijn dip, ik was traag Oh mijn man, niet op als ik jaag, mijzelf moet en zo zit op en verbaas Die wat ik of ik zal doen op het maat Ik kom nou uit mijn dop, ik was traag Zal ik je kleuren worden dat in alles ben op mij Alles ben op mij In als beruchte storm, ik was wel, zal ik nog dan play Zal ik nog dan play, play, play Zal ik mijn eigen wet op zij zit om voor jou te geven Om voor jou te geven Al was ons om wat weet, die nog een kop ons veilig bij Magistraat, die magistraat Je ziet wat roebels, dus ik hoor Vormschrijvers van gevoelens Wat in my borrel Woordes, bedoelings, leed waar zier in my gorrel En soek versoening wat Die angstigheid dier tonnel Bemoediging, daar iets zie Besonders wat met schoenlappers Nie maag, boendels, vreugde Dier haar glad, pomp en toont het Lente vandaag, die einde van my winter Met bloeisels besprinkel, o ja Ek herken my denke Het een mond vol te sê, plus ek weet Aksies spreek ook dele Dis wil ek jou eer en daad wat met liefde Verenig om die leemtes te bevredig Wat ons toekomst sal verewig Goddag, ons die toekomst verewig Leemtes bevredig en met liefde verenig Mekaar eer en daad Met aksie wat ook dele spreek O ja, o my man het op as ek jaag Myself moet en so sal top en verbaas Die wat ek of ek sal top of dit maak Ik kom nou uit my dop, ek was traag Oh my god, ik loop Wees jy al goed en soos het op en verloop Die wat ek of ek sal doop op dit maak Ik kom nou uit my dop, ek was traag Sal ek jou keur Sal ek jou keur en woord En dat en alles ben om my Alles ben om my En as beruchte storm Ik wil sal ek nog dan play Sal ek nog dan play, play Sal ek my Ek wil sien of hy vaar gaat kry Das is prankel in my oog en my glimlaag geteig Die liefde laat my jubel en jyg Vlerke gespry voel vry tussen die volge Dis wat jy doen aan my Das is prankel in my oog en my glimlaag geteig Die liefde laat my jubel en jyg Vlerke gespry voel vry tussen die volge Dis wat jy doen aan my Dis doen aan my Hou my man net op as ek jaar Myself doen soos het op en verbaas ทุกคนที่ชอบเพลงนี้ทุกคนที่ชอบเพลงนี้ทุกคนที่ชอบเพลงนี้ทุกคนที่ชอบเพลงนี้ทุกคนที่ชอบเพลงนี้ทุกค
this lived experience yeah. that we must pass mm. on, man. Yeah. You know, that we have to share. Whether it be guys like you, like putting those mixes up mm. on SoundCloud mm. so that other means they can find it and understand what it was like. I in was that having time. this conversation with him mm. two weeks ago, whatever, a week ago. Was is not the school of the Midlighters, man. Only a full of DJs. No frack for like, what the DJs can you learn? Dude, like, I'm only like the major DJs, the lightest can you learn? Video of the Yonkers, but what my concern is that as who can say that answer that's a little inside DJs can you, man? Yeah. So the Kennedy, the legacy of the DJs, even D. I got a dinner to eat in a frack or waste spill to save my dude. But she surely is much makkelijker for you because the kind of you is die, man. Yeah. Me, dude, when I get to clubs, they don't know me. Hello, Vitti, where did you say? So he needs to reintroduce them. Mm. This is what I am. This is my sure. skill, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So somehow we need to... Flashboard we need to bridge that gap. I think mm. I think as MCs we made that mistake. I think dancers also made that mistake. Perhaps yeah. in different the eras, but there wasn't also. a bridge, man. There wasn't a bridge where from one generation to the next certain knowledge was passed on yeah. and certain certain helpers. But and I think it may be it may have been just that culture of Kiki every I'm trying to make it mm. I can't now be bothered with teaching this lady yeah. about, you know, what is the history of DJ It's selfish, eh? Yeah, but at the end of the day. But no, but look, you also, sorry to interject mm. there, but um, I think also one thing we no, we're not looking at is the advancement of technology. Like you say, people don't know the DJs, but what household actually has a radio? Ah, if I ain't it, these uh-huh. days. Very mm. few. Everybody's consumed to the device. So I think yeah, also yeah, yeah. The, the culture in terms of preservation also needs to move along with the time. So like in order to disseminate that information, you need to go to the platforms where the consumers are. Because the consumers aren't tuning into Good Up FM anymore. Unless their parents are driving to school in the car, whatever, they're not going to have access to a radio. I don't have a radio anymore. I don't have a Wi-Fi anymore. I use my TV, I've got a sound box, my Bluetooth box, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a radio. Some, some of them do have, but mm. who's not going to listen to radio when you listen to your favorite tracks? So how you get introduced to music these days is also different. It's either by YouTube or people sharing links or things going viral. We had Z at ease over here, and his mm. stuff was trending heavily on TikTok. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Case in point, it's like, he said, it's like, why am I just so bother going to radio when you can go to this platform and exploit it to the fullest? Man, I, I fully believe that. Mm. I believe, like, if you if you want to make radio your focus, make radio your mm. focus. And, you know, as I said earlier, learn the formulas and pursue yeah. that. If you want to make TikTok your thing, like, grab a thing mm. and commit to it. Yeah. Mm. Because anything that you choose is going to work only if you work it. It's not mm. gonna be like, oh, you know, I've now discovered. Yeah, now I've uh, discovered Instagram. Boom, it's blowing up now, mm. you know, because finally I'm on the right platform. I, th- I believe it's whatever platform you choose. Yeah. Mm. And the platforms and you put keep the changing. Effort and the time in. Mm. Yeah, and the platforms keep changing. Mm. So that's why, like, personally, I, I'm moving off platforms. Mm. Like, I'm building my own ecosystem. So regardless of what platform is out there, you've still got this hub online, this digital hub that people can go and visit and they can find out about you. Because Facebook could die out, Instagram could die out, Twitter could die, and Mm. then the next thing, now you've got 15,000 followers on on Facebook, but it doesn't mean anything to you. And you can never go find Mm. those people again. No, but one thing is, you're one of the very few artists in the Cape Town hip-hop industry that actually has an email mailing list where you will regularly get updates about your shows, your performances, etc. And that is a valuable asset to have. Yeah, email is, email is amazing because mm. it doesn't cost you anything. Sending yeah. an email doesn't cost you anything. And I can reach my whole audience. Yeah. Where social media has kind of taken that away from you. I can no longer reach my entire Facebook following for free. Mm. With a post or with a direct yeah. message, it doesn't work like that. You Algorithms. Know? Yeah, they're yeah. gonna show it to fifteen percent of them, and if I want more of those people to see Boost it, then I must pay. Mm. But uh, email is free. So, and again, mm. even even boosted posts, I think there's there's a purpose and there's a time for that. So for a year now, I haven't boosted any posts mm. because I had nothing to sell online. Mm. I had no purpose behind it because I think also we've created this. This we attach this false value to the vanity numbers, man. Yeah. How many views? How many views do you have? How many? So when when my last music video came mm. out, I just gave up because I was like, yo, I could buy views, 
But then, mm. what's the purpose, man? Mm. Okay, yeah. I'm now paying to boost posts and the views. Mm. But then, what's the purpose of doing that? You're just paying for views. So now, when I feel like my infrastructure is set up, now I've started boosting, but it's with a purpose. It's yeah. to drive traffic. It is to raise awareness about mm. an event, or it's to raise awareness about new merchandise and those kind of things. So th- yeah, again, yeah. there's there's a there's a time and a place for that. Um, but I'm totally over just mm. posting posts for the sake of no, for real. so that I can say this thing has 20,000 views on, on Facebook. Yeah, because all he knows you do an event on Facebook and you got a thousand people saying you need 10 and like 10 yeah. seek out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is about 10%. Eh? Yeah. It's something like, <laughs> something like 10%. Uh, if 200 people say they're going to come, then okay, 20. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to. Mr. Jairik. Oh, I thought he was going to play something again. Yeah, I'm going to play this. You want to not go for it? Oh, yeah. Cynic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it, buddy. Looking like a dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. B-Boys, B-Girls, B-Boys, DJs, Thanks for coming on board, my bro, and sharing the knowledge, um, especially from a business marketing perspective. Um, I think those that are watching, sh- can t- there's a lot to take away from this. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Thank yeah, the, look, uh, I am a big fan of this kind of forum where mm. we just talk and we share ideas yeah. and, you know, people bring things that they've mm. read and that they've heard or that's working for them personally. Oh, yeah. and, and you just put all that together and you take what, what works for you out of that, man. And you make it happen. So I'm, I've always just been a big fan of this kind of dialogue. It's so okay. important. Okay. And I mean, you will know, mm. you can be at an event and you talk and then the guys are like, yo, we must have like a dialogue. We must uh, have a regular thing. And then you organize the thing and then mm. three racistic eight. Oh, yeah. Because of the 10%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even less than 10%. Also, um, just, uh, just talking about the music video, um, 
Nasir Kanasashi was breaking over there. Yeah. One of the last yeah. in, the last students that came out of Project Break Free. That's right. Yeah, he oh was way. he was one of the Project Break Free guys. Mm-hmm. And big shout out to him and also his dad Bradley for letting yeah. him come out of the house on that day. And we promised we would look good after him and we'd <laughs> buy him a Gatsby and whatever else. And then also shout out to the Rhythm Factory for oh. making their dances available. Yeah. We were looking for dances. That was mm. like probably my first serious music video that we put together. Oh and yeah. it was really like to have easy there to have our cynic there, yeah. to have Gary there. And just play it out. Ah, we, we ah, it was fun. fire. It was fire. It was fun making it. And of um, course, there again, there's a lot of throwback stuff there. Like, exactly. You know, now, I was, I was picking know, up. I was picking up. I was, yeah. 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 It takes two, no? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kijk, um, can I just say, uh, can we just <laughs> RPK? Gefleelde woord, wat? RPK, gogo. What? RKP, I mean. What? Random praat, gogo. Oh. Anyways. Oh, that's. Kijk, it's cool. Kijk, kijk. Wat denk jullie van die president wat zijn iPad verloor het, man? Like, just be honest. Like, just randomly. Give me your thoughts, all of you. Hij het sad gelukt, man. Wat een script het, man. He was disappointed. En het, weet je, hij lijkt oud, man. I think he's feeling, he's feeling the brunt of this. Because, I mean, he's on the forefront of having to do all the negotiations, getting the vaccine and stuff like that. So, mm. I think it's, it's taking its toll on him. I think I would. That you can see. Uh, I yeah. tell you what, though. It just showed all South Africans that it can be in the end of the year. This is South Africa, bro. You will be a rob in the tech paper. Where are you in South Africa? Can you just leave your iPad uh, and then walk off? Somebody uh, just possessed me of my iPad. I'm the president. I can do this. Kijk, it just shows you know. You can be the most protected person. Uh. In South Africa, my yeah. brain can still get your iPad stolen. Yeah, yeah. Like, as you bodyguards, man. Yeah. <laughs> I just inside hope, job. <laughs> I hope your password protected it, man. Like all these nudes and stuff. <laughs> <is safe>. <laughs> 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 Maybe okay. this stuff he's seen in his wife there, you know, mm. like see you later, Bucky. Here's a final Cocoa question butter. from me, though. Um, mm. I always feel it's important that our people are watching and so forth. So. What is happening next for Jerome Ricks? You know, there's, there's a few interesting things that are happening. Um, I'm currently promoting the Changes Gonna Come cover, which is a partnership between myself and Eddie Strings. He's a guitarist and he's also recently started a music school, Strings Academy in Kales River. Oh, yeah. So I'm promoting that at the moment and we're just trying to get people interested in the song and just in the message of hope that the song gives. But also to make you aware that if you purchase the single, if you go to the website jeromerix.co.za and buy the single, mm. then the profits from the sale of that song is actually going to Strings Academy just to give them a little bit of a leg up. Um, because of course the times we are living in is hard for everybody so that's the thing that I'm currently working on that I'm really really excited about then I also have a podcast Owens you know these days are we we invited podcasts are like noses everybody has them yeah (laughs) 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 um, (laughs) I stop it I like it <laughs> so my podcast is called Make Art, Make Art with Jerome Rex, okay. and it's geared towards creatives and just inspiring them to mm. think entrepreneurially and trying to leverage the creativity. Uh, oh, have you? Yeah, the one oh. with uh, the one with um, Yeringhead. He talks about um, rebranding Re- himself. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. That was a really good one. Yeah, mm. that was awesome. One. Yeah, so so it's that kind of thing, you know. He rebranded. He was urinate. He's Ivy Beats now. Mm. Um, there was a risk associated to that. What was the thinking behind it? Mm. Why did he rebrand and so forth? That was kind of what that episode was about. And I'm hoping that other people are going to listen to that and they're going to be like, hmm. I've been thinking of rebranding. Do yeah. I need to? Don't mm. I? And there's people who share what they are doing. So it, it's really about taking your whatever your creativity is and leveraging it in a way so that it at least pays for itself. I think that's that's mm. the first stop for everybody. Is this thing must be paying for itself, and it's not taking money out of the house yeah, yeah. and you know and school fees and the bond and all mm. that. It's covering itself. It's washing its own face. And once you've done that, now we can start looking at making a little bit of money mm. and perhaps reinvesting and growing your brand in that way. So that's what the podcast is. You can get that also on my website on jeromerex.co.za, but it's everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on Google Podcasts. So if you have mm. other platforms that you are consuming your podcasts on, you can go and find it there. So that's the other thing that I'm busy with. Um, and then, of course, merch and whatnot. I'm always... I'm always have merch and things around, so you can still find my music. It's available everywhere. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw Yati is the only disc, so I thought let Mima also. And Ryan Winter. Yeah. And Ryan Winter, yeah, respect, respect. Yeah. And then I don't know if you guys who's gonna fight over this. Is it 2XL? Ah, 2XL, 2XL, 2XL. This is my t-shirt that I'm currently Lovely. promoting. It's my newest design. So you can find all that stuff mm. on the site. But these are the things that I'm busy with right now. These other stuff that I'm really excited mm. about. But you know how it is, man. You, you, you can't pull the trigger until everything is in place. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'm in discussions and we're trying to get venues together. But more small mm. intimate events, trying to get people together. Um, more living room tours. I'm trying to do really a whole tour this year still. We will see what happens. Yeah. It's difficult to plan, but you must plan. Have, mm. you, have you done Darling already? Yeah, I've not done Darling yet. Darling The mm. Man, that is nice. Festivals are nice. I've not done Darling yet. I am dying to do it. I think it would be dope. Um, but we are actually organizing our own independent thing that is independent of any major festivals at the moment. Mm. Because okay. this year, and possibly next year as well, I don't think any of the big festivals are going to be doing mm. anything at Scope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Artscape now, they had said Oosterfeus, and it was like... 30 people, 40 people mm. in a venue. The mm. biggest thing was 100 people in a 400-seater venue. Mm. So uh, you can imagine what that felt like, you know. Uh, the Bloemfontein Festival, the Freyfeer, same thing. is like 30, mm. 40 people in an event. So it's going to be a good while, I think, before the big festivals really mm. have anything at scale. Um, but again, that doesn't stop you from booking your own shows and doing your mm. own things, you yeah, know. No. In a way that is responsible and in a way that is safe. And that is also the big thing for me. So I'm trying to kind of be aware of what the infection rates and the statistics are looking like. But at the same mm. time also, you you need to do something. You know, so as far Kinda as it is possible as far as it's possible to do mm. things in a way that is safe and responsible, that's what I want to do. Is someone at the door? You know what? Do not follow protocol. Once uh, again, Jerome. No, I, it's the first time I meet you. Awesome meeting you, and I hope there's going to be much more and much more success coming your way. Thank you so much, and Mr. Man. All the people watching this podcast, you know, Jerome Rex, check him out. This man is totally, I saw the sweater there. It says, Hope Dealer, but he's dope. That's Easy's brand. Easy's brand. I threw that on because Easy's in the video. Oh, and another thing, yeah. just so that everybody also knows, last thing I'm going to say, Vitek Prat Bayer. But it's Diamond's birthday more than it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. by the time yeah. this goes out, this is not live. Mm. Yeah, so but, uh, but still. I'll be, by the time you see us, I'll be a year older. Okay, yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Donations <laughs> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Gifts can be sent to, to West is there like a PO box address where people <laughs> can send cake. In several years, it's his birthday. Open up the bottle stores. Wait. Was my Goka more and more? More is this alles toegekap. But away, yeah, from the babbling is out, we out. Did your fingers? Webster. Charlie XTC. Thanks a lot, man. Yo, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. It was awesome. And thank you for the great work you're doing, yeah. man. It's sure, like sure. To, to hear people come on the show and hear the things that they're all talking. <laughs> the <laughs> questions you ask. The hard questions. Yeah, the gadgets. <laughs> Don't get me started on the gadgets. <laughs> the toys. Mid <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs>